Warning! This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions, and strong language. Hey, 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 hey! How do I start this? God, I know. It's been ages, isn't it? Right, welcome to Records and Bands. This is the first episode of 2022. We haven't done one of these since the middle of November when we did our Christmas specials. Um, yeah, I was trying to work it out, actually, as we as we came on. When did we last record? Because I knew it was the Christmas special, but I couldn't remember if it was December or November. But I think it was still November. Yeah, yeah it's been busy, isn't it? <laughs> How was your uh, Christmas single and that? How did that go down generally? Do you get num- do you get numbers and stuff? On Spotify? I don't yet. Not until end of this month. I'll get it because it sort of works months prior. Um, was did go to number one, obviously. You know, otherwise I'd be doing this shit, would I? <laughs> I'd be doing this with Elton John and Ed Sheeran. I had some really really nice comments from people that sort of make it all worthwhile, really. So I saw it bumped into a guy I used to work with who, well, the bassist of the band who played at my wedding, used to work with him, nice guy, like with Ash, and um, I saw him like a couple of days before Christmas, and he called me in Morrison's, and he was like, dude, the Christmas single's wicked, it's really, really good, it's the best one yet. And he was, oh, thanks, Matt, because I, I didn't, didn't really sell many copies of it, and didn't really, I don't know how many plays and stuff it got, but he said to me, and he said, oh, I said, oh, yeah, he said, I've been really looking forward to it, really looking forward to each, every year and stuff. So it's it's getting into people's sort of presence, you know, which is nice. General consensus was it's the best one. It was the best one, yeah. So no pressure for this year. But okay. um have you started writing yet? Um I've got a few ideas, yeah. Okay. I used I used like December to sort of start thinking of some bits of you know, because obviously it is then Christmas. But yeah, nothing, nothing major. Trying to more to turn attention to the day job, the angry barrels. So we've not done anything for so long. Right, and you've got plans for a new EP, hopefully, have you? Yes, yeah, hopefully March is the plan. Go, go Like, nothing it's set in stone. We'll see how the next few weeks go in terms of starting to write and stuff. And then I'll give him a quick shout-out because we'll be going back there. Ryan at AR Studios and his wife have had a baby. Oh, wicked. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. He's probably going to be awake, so he might listen to this while he's awake. Um, that little girl. So yeah, many congratulations to Ryan and Meg. Yeah, congratulations, Ryan. It's real. It's nice being a dad. You'll find that out. Yeah. So hopefully we're gonna well, our first practice back on Monday. It was gonna be fucking awful, but you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So so that's that's where I'm at. So at the end of the year, I don't know if you saw on Instagram that there was all these posts going up of like Spotify Wrapped. Yeah which is basically Spotify's end of year thing. And if, if you if you have your own podcast, they'll send you all these things of how many people listen to your podcast, how much you've downloaded mm. stuff. But because obviously that's just on Spotify. But we are due soon, if everything pans out and we have our average number of downloads for this episode, yeah. we should hit a nice big 1,000 downloads for right. the pod. Nice. Pretty which good. Will, that's going to work. That means it works out at just under 50 an episode. That's pretty good going, I think. I'm pretty pleased with that. That's, so if you think about it, it doesn't sound massive, does it? But if you think like every week you stand, you sit in a room and talk to 50 people. Mm. Very good point. So, and that's, and that's, that's on the conservative end of all, yes. you know, how, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, friend of the show, creator of our logo, Jake. 
did message me actually sort of December time and said that our podcast was his most listened to podcast of the year. Oh, lovely. Whether or not it's the only podcast he listens to, I'm not sure, but um, he, you know, he sent me a message of it. So yeah, so he was number one with someone at least. So at the end of the year, Spotify send out their um, numbers of like how many different places your podcast have been listening to and that. Um, yeah. But but Apple Music actually sent me a link to say, here's the top, well, they, they, what is it? They call it Replay 21, and it's basically a list of the 100 most listened to songs that your songs that you've listened to yeah. in the past year. So I've had a look at that. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I've had Apple Music for a few years now. Um, looking back over or comparing this year to previous years what my, like my listening habits if you like yeah and just yeah, yeah, how yeah. much the that doing the podcast has influenced what i've been listening to there's also the there's also the fact that i've had a 12 year old daughter with free access to it as well so that's kind of impacted but i've made the top 10 list out of the playlist they sent me so i'm not repeating any you're more organized than me I've got my top ten most played songs, which I haven't made a, haven't done the taken out the duplicates, but it's still a pretty, pretty good list. And I, I've suffered not su- suffered the wrong word, but my list has isn't quite what you might expect. Well, is it going to be like Christmas? Exactly what you expect, but um, there is a lot of Christmas stuff on it. Yeah, but it has also probably reflects teddy's music choices as much as as much as my own which is fine which is fine if you, you know if you jump back and forth over that like if you skip over what um you know is obviously the kid stuff because yeah. I, I i did i completely disregarded like the super mario theme <laughs> tune that the boys listen to but on yours can you see an impact from doing the podcast on your listening habits do you think or like because i can compare mine because i've got previous years so yeah. in previous years it's been like 90 percent pearl jam and ben folds and there's mm. it's, uh, there's a much wider range this year no to be honest no i don't think right. they do maybe one slight which we'll come to i'm not 100 percent convinced by its accuracy if i'm being honest but it's I'll, a I'll good gauge it. though isn't it yeah yeah so Mine are all songs that I would choose to listen to. So there's mm-hmm. nothing on that the kids have got on there that's killed it, really, in, in that sense. Do you want me to go through my top ten? Yeah, 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 yeah. 10? yeah. If you, you you can go from ten down, you know, do a Alan Freeman pop pickers yeah. countdown. There is one that's a bit embarrassing. So is it Coldplay? Um, you'll see why. No, no, no. It's embarrassing for. Slightly different reasons. Um, so my number 10 is uh, Friend of the Show, Kanye West, New Slaves, off of um, off Yeezus. Mm-hmm. Then Runaways by The Killers, which I do like that tune, to be fair. It's very Springsteen. This is the embarrassing one, and you'll see why. Number eight on my most played songs of last year is... Wake up, feel the magic of Christmas by the Samuel Jones Christmas Same special. Song. <laughs> what a sad twat. Um, then number seven is Monster, Kanye off My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Then we've got number six, Merry Christmas Everyone by Slade, which is probably on there for two reasons. The kids love it. Three reasons. I love it. And it was going to be part of our Christmas set that we were going to do. 
Number five, this is definitely a Teddy choice, is um, Little Bit of Love by Tom Grenham. Tom Grenham? I don't know that. It's quite a good tune, to be fair. Um, it gets a bit wild here. So number four, this does add up, because I've listened to him a lot, is um, Cotton Candy by Youngblood. Again, I, don't, I think I've mentioned him a few before, mm-hmm. but you weren't keen. Number three is Strawberry Lipstick by Youngblood. Um, number two, Wham! Last Christmas. <laughs> And would you like to hazard a guess at my number one? Is it? It's Kanye. It's not. No. Is it not? No, it is. Do you want to know? Yeah. It is Come and Get Your Love by Redbone, which is an amazing tune. Off of, the um, kids love it. Off Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when when it's I, Teddy's like, favorite song, yeah, our, our kids had a spell. They absolutely adored it. You know, mm. and we'd be driving along, all singing it along, singing along with it. Like you know, it's brilliant. It's a great track. It's a great. So track. yours wasn't like there wasn't a lot. There was stuff that we've mentioned on the podcast in there, but there wasn't a lot. Like you, no, maybe you don't Which, listen to. Maybe you don't prepare as much for the podcast as I do. But but then see, this is what I mean. I was surprised because like. I listened to that Pixies album loads mm. when we had that, and I listened to the replacements quite a bit, but they, they've not come up on my. Right. So I don't know. Maybe I didn't listen to as much as I thought I did, but I thought that of my albums, where are my albums? So my top five. They showed albums, you album. I didn't find it showed you albums. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it told me I listened to 192 albums mm. last year. Last year, which. Surprise, but then if you've got me. like a playlist on, so I found that and I had a playlist of like, uh, the, like if you put the Guardians of the Galaxy playlist on, it counts every song as a different album. Right. Because it takes the song off the, yeah. My top five albums were My dark, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, 59 Sound by the Gaslight Anthem, <laughs> The Whack Album by Lonely Island. I love that record. <laughs> Have you heard that? Yeah, oh, that's, you know, um, you know the Lonely Island, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, said read it before. Yeah, ridiculous. Then Dookie, number two, and then number one was Weird by Youngblood. Which... Would Dookie have been on there if we hadn't done it on the podcast? No, probably not. To be fair, nice T-shirt. I forgot mine. Little matching wanker Christmas presents from our mother. Well, I, I, we're like one of those bands that wear their own merch. <laughs> <laughs> it's even worse. Our mum buys our merch for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. um as this is an audio medium, our mum yes. bought us uh, bought us each uh, records and band podcast t shirt, and they're the only ones in, in existence because we're not selling shit or anything. Yeah, so. yeah. But, but I'm wearing mine while doing the podcast. Sam's not that committed. I, I am. To be honest, I haven't showered today, and I didn't want to put a clean t shirt on just for the pod. If I'm being honest, <laughs> if you really want to know what I want to something in it, I am actually sat in my pants. So. <laughs> Right, here we go. My top 10 played songs of 2021. And yeah. there is... Some of it is influenced by giving my daughter access yeah, to yeah, yeah, Apple yeah. Music. Most, a lot of it is based off the podcast, really. Um, so number 10, Sweet Dreams, Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, and that is a that is an absolute banger. And mm-hmm. as much as I want to blame Lily for that, if we're in the mm-hmm. car and she says, can we put some music on? I'll say put Beyonce on and put yeah. Sweet Dreams on because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good song. Um, Mission Drive by the Wonder Stuff. That's the opening track off Never Love mm-hmm. Elvis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Still by Ben Folds, which you won't know, but it's brilliant. It's off. It's off the Over the Hedge soundtrack. Uh, the, you know the animated 
thing. Oh yes, no, no, yeah. no. I know the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, you've done that. Um, Why is there by Buffalo Tom? I love Buffalo Tom, and mm-hmm. I actually had a I had a moment with this song back in about November, and I just had it on repeat for about three weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, you know, how you, you just can't get get a song out of your system like yeah and, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute and it's just because it's like like the lyrics don't actually make a lot of sense or anything right. but the feel of the song is still really emotional even mm-hmm. though the lyrics could just be mumbo jumbo yeah number six is one off of a record that you suggested oh let me guess i reckon it's gonna be sheila no it's set oh. the world on fire by the king blues oh it's good change. jamie t wasn't anywhere near it Ah, apparently they're going to release a four-disc record, The King Blues, later this year. All right, cool. That's what they're working towards, apparently. Um, but yeah, only. so I was surprised. I think that's that's got the it's got a real massive hooky chorus on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's proper anthemic, isn't it? Um, another one is uh, n- number five will be Losing Grip, Avril Lavigne. Oh yes. is, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. the first track off of that go. Right. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, if I'm taking going out in the car with Ill. Pop it on, we might just have time for four songs, so that's yeah, the first yeah, yeah. one. It's, it's always on. I will dare by the replacements, yeah. Um, number 13, Baby by the Pixies. Oh, yes, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I've learned to play that on the guitar this year, nice. So I've nice. had it on quite a lot, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so can I guess I've, your number one? I've got two left. Do you, right. Oh, sorry, yeah, so number two is. Yeah. Good for you, Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, I was going to say that was number one. I was sure that was going to be number one. But what a tune that is. It is a good tune, yeah. And yeah. we got the kids a switch for Christmas with Just Dance. Oh, so yeah. So you can nice. imagine me. So yeah. everything the you kids. can imagine. The kids, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me stood in the living room on Boxing Day, dancing along to Olivia Rodrigo. God. <laughs> Well, you want to go, Dad? Shut up! <laughs> Didn't buy it for you. Yeah. Christmas is over for you. It ain't about the kids, though, is it? <laughs> um. So, what do you reckon my number one most listened to song of the year is? Uh, and I've got you to thank for it. Oh, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Kanye something or other, isn't it? It's Otis. Oh, I was gonna say, is it Otis? Yeah. Oh, that's a great tune. So I've listened to that song more than any others this year. Oh, there we go. Christ. So thank you very much for that. It has been a year of, of yay for you, isn't it? It really has. It really has, yeah. It sort of went boom, didn't it, back in the mm. summer. Um, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, that's our um, that's our most played songs of 2021. If anyone wants to share theirs with us, that'd be great. I'm going to put my playlist up on the links, so if anyone wants to go and have a listen to those songs, they can. If you pull your finger out and... I'll send you my top ten non-Christmas ones. How about that? That'd be good. Yeah, and I'll do... Slash ones I haven't written. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you leave it on there if you want. What a... Like, honestly, I looked at I said to Catherine about it earlier, I was like, you'll never guess. And she was like, you're a sad to that. You need to get alive. Hey, 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 hey. Have you been listening to much music lately? Or, like, since Christmas? Or Yeah, I've got a bit of a thing, an odd tradition, I suppose, not that odd. On New Year's Day, right, worst day of the year, I really like the Bedouin Sound Clash version of New Year's Day by U2. All right, I don't think I've heard that. So they do a version. Do you you know Bedouin much? No, not really. I don't know. I think they were on my original list of, you know. Yeah, you did mention them, yeah. And they're sort of like a dub reggae 
kind of thing and they're brilliant and they do this amazing version of um, New Year's Day and then in the drop they go into Guns of Brixton and then into Police and Thieves and they go back oh, around cool. again and I always listen to it on New Year's Day and that always so January I always have a bit of a stint of listening to the sound clash you just kind of I listen to that I think oh yeah this band are fucking brilliant and then so, so I've been listening to Sounds of the Mosaic which is probably right. the is that the it's one you said about? Yeah. yeah. It's one, actually, I know we sort of moved away from those lists a little bit, but that probably is one that is worth going back I... and having a listen to. Yeah, cool. I'll check it out. What about you? Me? Right, so I've got a list of stuff I've been... I've got a big, long list of stuff I've been listening to. Not a lot I can say much positive about. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of bands. There's a new Neil Young album out, Barn. Oh, uh, right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's only, like I say only, but for a Neil Young and Crazy Horse album, it's 47 minutes, which is, which is fucking concise for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've listened to it a couple of the times and I think it's really, really good, but I'm going to give it a few more listens and then flesh out my opinions on it a bit, yeah, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that's really good. There's a band from the Isle of Wight called Wet Leg. Oh, they're really good. Yeah, I've heard bits of Wet Leg, yeah. I heard, which is weird because I, I never hear of bands that people say stuff like that. I'm not entirely sure. They feel like a really polished Ting Tings. Do you remember Ting Tings? <laughs> yeah, they do. But, yeah, but yeah, really yeah. polished. And at one point, they, I thought they sounded a bit like. Oh, do you remember Kanicki from the 90s? I think it was Kanicki. Mm. They were cool. No. I think they kind of sound a little bit like Girl Sleeves with Mods, to be honest. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 I don't like that. That Shay's Long song is a, is a bit shit. Is that the one went to uni and got the big D? Yeah. 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 It's, a bit, it's a bit on the nose, but I just wanted to mention it because it's from my old stomping grounds. Yeah. What's that really good tune they've got out at the minute? Because um, they were, um, I know you don't probably, well, sorry, no, you don't. You probably don't listen to Radio 1 much, but um, Greg James played them. Right. There's one called uh, Wet Dream. Um, oh no, or too late now. Yeah, I'm not sure which one it is, but yeah, I think they're quite a cool band. I don't, don't love yeah. them, but yeah, what I've heard there seems to be an awful lot of duos about at the minute. Yes, yeah. The thing I found with um, Wet Leg, which I'm not overly sure about the name, but you know, <laughs> I think it's quite good. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't see it being played live for some reason. Yeah, I know what you mean. You, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that. I get what you're from I know there's an awful lot of like home recording getting done nowadays. Mm. Obviously because of the situation, but you know, people you can have pro tools in your bedroom and you know, you plug straight in, you don't need as much soundproofing and all of that, do you? You know. No. But everything sounds really, really polished. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's like really it just feels to me it's really really like yeah just polished whereas like some albums well like do little is a really mm. well really well produced yeah 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 but still managed to keep something organic and some stuff just feels a bit produced to death nowadays and i don't know if that is because yeah. there's been less opportunity to rough stuff out it shitty gigs and stuff like that and yeah, it, and you'd always expect with home recording... I, I, I'm not just stuff to be a bit... Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. You'd always expect with the more 
more. But yeah, you'd expect I'd almost you'd always expect that to increase as you you yeah. do more. But then I think technology's come so far, like you know, when I think of recording at home, I still think of using that little Tascam four track, yeah. you know. <laughs> You know, like I haven't. But yeah, no, it just seems it seems really, really polished. And mm. I don't know if that's a criticism because that's kind of what you want a professional band to sound like, isn't it? Well, but yes. I yeah. just kind of feel like I don't know. You do, like you're you sound like a garage rock band. Like you're mm. a, you sound like a DIY punk band. Yeah, you're, yeah. The Angry Barrels. And mm. I know that's not what this band are going for, yeah. but it's not just them. So another band I've tried to listen to, and I want your opinions on, is Idols. And I tried listening to their new album, and again, for what's meant to be a hard punk band, mm. it's really, really polished. Although I think it... <laughs> if you want my opinion, I bet you vote Tory and read right, Daily I, Mail. I listened to it, and I couldn't get past... I thought, fuck, he sounds like Mark Lanigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I thought, and I even checked to see if it was like Idols featuring Mark Lanigan on a couple of the tracks. If it was just like, that's Mark Lanigan, you know, Screaming yeah. Trees. And like, it sounded like a. So I listened to Crawler, which is their latest album, and I only got about four songs in before I gave mm. up, to be honest. Because, and part of it was the Lanigan thing. I think, you know, yeah. I thought I'd go and listen to Field songs instead, but. I'm just trying to refresh my memory because I, I i don't really like them but i kind right. of feel that like they're the sort of band that i should like because mm-hmm. they take a lot of you know they're quite um like, you know they're, they're a borderline a punk band really aren't they mm-hmm. you know kind of i heard one of the first songs i heard someone said to me you've got to listen to idols they're brilliant and i put them on and i was like yeah this is all right and then i heard a song where he i swear to god he does the bit he does the yoda speech from star wars you know like all right hatred turns to fear yeah, and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. shit and it's like like i just listened to it and i was like this is fucking what do you know what i mean and it was just one song in isolation to be fair and i was a bit like i've pretty much formed an opinion of this band rightly or wrongly from hearing snippets and kind of from my own probably my own prejudices slightly because i what annoys me and you message, I, I did get your message. I don't think I replied, but I said, I've, I've thought about it if I could. I can voice my opinions a little bit. What I don't like is the same people who really like the idols, a lot of those people bag on the Sleaford mods. Right. So they think the Sleaford mods is shit, but the idols is good. Is it Sleaford mods that had a bit of a beef with them? Yeah, it was, yeah. It I is. think it was I... regarding this sort of thing. Right. I and I think basically people were lauding idols for being this sort of original, you know, like aggressive, um, no airs and graces band and getting really successful from it and getting like a lot of plaudits. And like Jason Williamson was like, have you heard my records? Yeah. A little yeah, bit, yeah. you know, and there probably yeah. isn't, I don't know, there might be a bit of professional jealousy there, but like, doesn't strike me as the kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I just don't get how people can rag on the on sleeves with mods and then mm-hmm. turn around and say idols are a good band because they've got a guitarist. Do you know what I like? Yeah. I think they're quite a similar band. And you know, sleeves with mods have been doing it for 10 years before they doing anything themselves. I don't know, I could be wrong with the timelines there, but that's my thoughts on them. I think 
yeah, I, I think it's got quite a good, um, quite a good working class sound, quite a good working class right. feel to it. But it, I, I don't know, I don't know. No. But so I, I couldn't I get past him saying middle class. The third, yeah, the I, four of them, to be honest, I couldn't get past him. Um, Sounding like Mark Lanigan, to be honest. Mm. And I don't, you know, people's voices are people's voices, but it was spot on. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, while, sorry, we're, while, we're talking, while we're talking about people maybe not being quite all they stack up to be, or quite not yeah. all they profess to be, or maybe forgetting their place in the world, shall we say. Words passed my lips the other day which have never passed my lips before. And I felt really bad for saying it. And I, and I need to explain myself afterwards because it doesn't affect how I feel about the man for everything he's done before and everything he'll probably do after. He's still probably like, like if he walked into this room and was up for it, he could do anything he liked to me. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. But the other day I was listening to a new single by this artist and the words pass my lips. I'll oh, fuck off, Fedder. Oh God! Why? Have you heard his new single called "The Haves"? No, I haven't. No. Right. So the song itself is quite nice. It's just Eddie Vedder on his acoustic guitar. Oh no, there's a bit of piano in that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and it's all about you know. You remember he did Society, or he did the whole um, soundtrack for Into the Wild. Yes, yes, which is an amazing album, I think. And yeah. like, but like the standout song on that is "Society," and it's about when you have uh, when you have more than you want, you think you need. You know, it's about you know, yeah, 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 being yeah, grateful yeah. for what you have, not striving just for material shit. And that's brilliant. Mm. And I know that he kind of that's how he lives his life. He's he is a man of integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And certainly for Into the Wild, he was the songwriting came after watching the Sean Penn, Penn film. So he's put himself into the shoes of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris McCandless and that's what he's come out with, you know, and that's brilliant. That's one way. That's how you, how to write songs, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, but the character has been, you know, he's writing a song from the point of view of the protagonist of the film. Yeah. yeah. So on here, right. This is the lyrics. All of the haves, they have not got half of what we got. They just want more. I just want you. Mm. and he's probably written that in his multi-million pound mansion yeah. in Hawaii Yeah, and I just think that it's a little like as much as I love him it's like I know he's in his heart he's still the kid that's mm. pumping petrol in a gas station in San Diego and I know he's not an elite if you like Yeah, but maybe he just needs to have a bit of a fucking look around mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. It's a bit on the fucking note. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah. Anyway. Well, I wasn't expecting we'd hear that tonight. Fuck off, Fedder. Yeah. Um, no, but um, do you know what yeah, I mean? I I but I, I yeah. didn't feel let down. I just felt that it was like really, really bad songwriting. And I felt I felt let down by the song. Like, it, it, it's almost up there with that fucking video of Imagine that went round during the first lockdown. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And I think, I'll be honest, like, the thing with Vedder, it was the first time that I felt that one of my heroes had gone full Bono. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Oh, dear. You're yeah. right. Do you need a cuddle? I did. Have, yeah, I did. I, Hazel did give me a special cuddle afterwards. Just to... <laughs> 
She she put she she uh, sat me in the corner of a blanket and put Vitology on, and I was happy. <laughs> See, he's still real. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I read a thing as well. I was having a bit of a skip. Sorry, I seem to be dominating again today. No, no, no. You're fine. Um, you're fine. So I was read a thing about there must have been it must have been like a twenty fifth anniversary or something or a twentieth anniversary of a Deftones album. And it was saying, oh, right, yeah. But it was something like that, and it was saying about White Pony being their breakthrough album. And I was thinking, like, hang on a minute, there was it wasn't it around the fur their breakthrough album with like My Own Summer, Shove It, and Be yeah, Quiet yeah, Drive, yeah. and all of that on there. Because um, like White Pony to me was the follow up. Because I saw Deftones at Reading mm. with our Rich in on the Around the Fur tour. Because like the um, My Own Summer video was the sh- sharks in the cage. Yes, 25 years ago, that record came out. Yeah, so that must have been... But yeah, but then, anyway, yeah. it was saying about White Pony being the breakthrough one. I was thinking, like, that record is fucking huge around the fur. Yeah. And I went back and listened to it, and fuck me, it was hard work. Yeah, I... Like, it was really... It was almost shoegazy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it was just almost like... There's, there's not a lot of joy in it at all. And I'm sure that's the point, but... Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some... Like, My Own Summer is good track, and um, Be Quiet and Drive is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of other ones on there as well. Head Up. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it Max Cavalera on that? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Christ, get me with new metal knowledge. Yeah. Boom. And then um, on the... Um, on White Pony, there's one he does with Maynard James Keenan from Tool. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, is it Passenger or something? I but anyway, yeah, it, but anyway, I, I thought I'd go back and listen to Deftones, and I was like, oh, fucking hell, that was a waste of... And it was long as well. It was like mm-hmm. over an hour almost, I think. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rich will bloody stab me for saying that, I suppose. <laughs> but we went to see him in um, in uh, Wembley Arena with... Um, no, it was at Docklands, it was. Um, right. Me and Rich and Brad. Nice, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Lincoln Park supported, and they were fucking oh, awful. <laughs> but that shows how long ago it was, if Lincoln Park was a support act. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I see the Death Tone somewhere. I'm not well, sure um, where. They played a couple of couple of times at Reading mm. or Leeds, so you might have seen them at yeah. Leeds. Um, anything else you listen to? I might get crucified for this one. Um, uh, so we've had quite a superhero-y Christmas break, to be honest. So we've been watching a lot of superhero films and the boy watched Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. of Spider-Man Homecoming is Blitzkrieg Bop by the remote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the second one, it's um, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend. And um, Save It For Later by The Beat is in one of them as well. As well yes, isn't it? yes, yeah. And we were driving... And I said to him, oh, Ted, you, you'll like this song, I reckon. And I stuck Blitzkrieg Bop on. And he was like, Daddy, this is the Spider-Man song. I was like, yeah, it is, yeah. Loved it. And now it's all he listens to. And I've been trying to sort of say, oh, well, what about this song, by the way? He doesn't really like the rest. But Ramones, one of the great, great, one of the great bands. Just need the greatest hits, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Really. Like, the Ramones' greatest hit is a great fun. You know, I like the... What's it called? One of those, one of the later albums. I can't remember what it's called. Um, I want to say End of the Century, but that's a Blur song. Um, what is it called? Speaking uh, of middle class Barrow Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, it's the album with that on. I forget what it's called. Uh, it's got Baby I Love You on it, and it's mm-hmm. got like rock and roll radio. And that's a really good, good album. But do you really need the whole back catalogue? No. Not really, to be honest. Um, give me the best of the Ramones. Any, any best of the Ramones? Because there's, there's a whole bunch, isn't there? There's plenty um, of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good... So this is that a bit. But yeah, then I've had a right good go on the Ramones' greatest hits the last couple of weeks, actually. Are you going to watch this uh, Sex Pistols Danny Boyle thing when it comes to No, from I don't think I... Oh, I might do, because it'll piss off John Lydon. Based on Steve Jones's um, book, isn't it? Mm. I, I, oh, is it? Yeah, so it's rather than... I don't think Johnny Rotten's had a lot to do with it other than trying mm. to snarl it up for more money. Um, one record that I've had on an awful lot lately, yeah. it's been, if you go all the way back to like 2001, the MTV Unplugged Jay-Z album. <laughs> yes, you sent me this. And mate, it is so good. And like, I always, like, again, we, 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 my, um, my relationship with, with the hippity hop is, uh, <laughs> the hippity hoppity, yeah. You know, is, is fleeting at best and it's only been this year when i got into like watch the throne album mm. but it's so cool it's yeah, just really it good. it's such a it chilled out album and i think it's before the black album but after the blueprint uh yes that's right is there because i think there's a couple of tracks on there that are off the black album isn't there does it do like dirt off your shoulders on it i could be wrong i could be misremembering I don't. I say, oh, this is it. I don't know. I'll be honest. This is the first Jay Z album other than Watch the Throne I've listened to. Right. You see, this is interesting because like you've had two really odd entry points to like two of the biggest hip hop artists of all time. You know, not many people would come in with Jay Z unplugged. <laughs> Jay Z unplugged. You know that showing your age there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you've got. So it's two thousand and one. It you got. Izzo, Takeover, Girls, 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 uh, Jigawatt, Big Pimpin. Yeah, you might be right, actually. I thought... Heart of the what? City. It's definitely after the... It's got some stuff that's on the blueprint on it. No, but you're, it's got, no um, you're right. It's uh, it's Band of the Roots. Yes. And, yeah. the, and that's probably why it's so chilled. Like, But mm. yeah, it's just a really, really good listen. The, the open track is that one there's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant song, but it's really works on that unplugged and i was thinking like jay-z is really like again not knowing so it's entirely my ignorance to me i i think i think of like 99 problems yeah yeah, and like the aggressive like a bit more aggressive and a bit Mm. more in your face and a bit more blingy yeah and then this is just sounds like he's just smoked a fat one and <laughs> having a jam with his mates. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really cool. And like the backing singers, the girls, the women backing singers, fucking amazing. Like, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I've had that on maybe two or three times a week since Christmas. Nice. Well, it's nice. only two weeks, I know, but yeah, no, really, really good album. Um, as you bring it up, I know it's my favorite thing to bring up when No No Problems comes on. He wrote a book. Jay, about Jay, I don't know him. <laughs> I always say that. I always call him Jay. Mr. Z to you. Mr. Z, yeah. Um, and he basically, in this book, he sort of talks, it's a bit of an autobiography, but it's a bit about his lyrics. And he basically says that 99 Problems, at no point is he referring to a woman as a bitch. Yeah, you've said no, that before uh, on it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, we'll see how, how 
smart you are when the canine comes. No, no problem with bitching one, mm. meaning the, the dog, you know. So yeah, yeah, but I know what you mean. I know, like stylistically, that that black album mm. is really, really good. Really yeah, good. I'll try that next then. But yeah, like I thought, Jay Z Unplug. How's that going to yeah. work? Because it, is that just him? Is that I, my, my initial thought was it might be spoken word. Mm. Like um, yeah. Scroobius Pitt's spoken word live at the Albert yeah. Hall, phase and words, I think it's called. For it might be something right, like yeah. that, just him, or maybe maybe some dude beatboxing. Yeah, proper old, proper proper old school, like you know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I was really pleased with what I found. I think it's something um, that people sometimes. Oh, this might be a bit overgeneralizing, but like, don't always associate rappers with music. I know that sounds really no. stupid, but with like live music no you think it's just a beat instruments and it's all electronic and stuff but i I saw i saw him live at the isle of Wight, and he had like a full band full full proper band you know like drums bass guitar whole whole shebang like you know it was really cool yeah i think when we saw when we saw the beastie boys they had instruments in their hand more often than not yeah i mean obviously there's tracks when they're just prancing around being the beastie boys yeah a lot you know most of the time would a Beastie Boys greatest hits be enough? Yeah. Uh, See, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Because there is that double it, CD it, anthology, isn't there? It's got like nearly everything right. on it. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm, I love. There's a couple Boys, of good tracks on. There's a couple much. of good tracks on Hello Nasty. Ill Communication yeah. is as an album is just. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. probably top twenty albums. Mm. Yeah. The license to Will, which is um, that's the one with Fight for Your Right to Party and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul's Boutique actually gets recognized as like one of the greatest hip hop albums ever made. Yeah, it's quite and a um, it's the one I've probably listened to least, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's always like it's a little side track, like, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say Fight for Your Right to Party is one of the first sort of heavy rock rap sort of songs that I knew, I reckon. Somewhere along the lines, there's there's a 10-year-old me singing that, I reckon. And No Sick to Brooklyn. And No Sick oh yeah, what a tune, yeah. Something that I want to talk about before we get on to my elephant in the room is this B-52's record yeah. we've been banging on about. So before Christmas, uh, maybe, it was actually going back a bit because it was when I came up to you when you did when you recorded the Christmas yeah. song at the end of October was that end yeah. of November end of October end of October yeah. end of October right yeah um, yeah and I I had I think we watched something on the telly and like the finish of of it was like some school dance and everyone was dancing along to um uh Rome by the B-52s which was like the yes. follow-up single to Love Shack and mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I, I, I know Rome and I know Love Shack, but I don't know anything else by him. And I'd listened to a podcast about how they'd come out of like the same town as REM or something, and then their right. careers went different ways. And mm. I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to give their first album a listen, right? And I was absolutely blown away by it. Like I hadn't heard it before. It was released in 1979, which is the year I was mm. born. I might have heard Rock Lobster. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I listened to it, and I really liked it, and I wasn't sure if it was good or not. And it was really weird, because like that, that first song, Planet Claire, it starts off, and it's like the theme to 
the man from uncle or something like that <laughs> and it's just that record's like nothing i'd ever heard before it was like mm. i would describe it as disco surf punk <laughs> right yeah yeah it's like it's it's definitely it's like punk music you can dance to yeah i don't know i really like it and i just want to make sure i'm not mental i, I gotta be honest i think you might be a little bit right i listened to it and i did not like it at all no i didn't think you would no and like it's nine songs isn't it yeah and like that's the fucking longest nine songs i've ever heard right like, I, yeah i i don't know why i just didn't I didn't particularly like i didn't it. think you would to be honest no and and you know each, each to their own you know we don't have we don't do you know what? Funnily enough, I was saying to Catherine earlier, I was like, she's like, what are you, what are you doing on the podcast tonight? And I said, oh, I've got to talk about this B-52's record and I really don't like it. And Kath was like, oh, how does that work? Do you sort of like sugarcoat it or do you just... It's like, nah, nah. If we think something's shit, we think something's shit. Hmm. I think it's just like... I just could get on with it, to be honest. Yeah. Then like the voice, the, the, the vocals... See, I, like the, I think the vocals are brilliant. Like his and hers go so well together. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like... It's a pretty rare piece. Yeah, what do you compare it to, like? It's, like, musically, it's just, and apparently the guy um, has got, like, the two middle strings missing off his guitar. So he's just right. got, like, the, he's just got, like, the, the bottom two and the top two. Mm. And there's no bass player. They've got, I think they've got a keyboard yeah. and a guitar. And then and two singers. And what sounds like a Tesco's scan machine on that first Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and, like, the first one I was thinking is, like, does that what does that remind me of? It took me ages to get to it. And I was like, it's the man from uncle. It sounds like the man from uncle thing. But I'm a bit sad. I'm not sad. You didn't like it, but I'm going to listen to it loads. I mean, yeah. 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 And yeah, I just, I don't know. Maybe it's something if I hear more of it, I'll I, I, I sort just... of half thought it might be something that you'd listen to and you come back to me and you know, like you've said about the replacements, it was an absolute mess, but you loved it. Yeah. No, I didn't. I, um, I just didn't, just didn't like it to be honest. No. Right. Um, I I knew obviously I knew Rock Lobster. To be fair, I probably didn't realise that was the B fifty twos. Yeah, because like like Love Shack is a huge song, isn't it? It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you like it uh, or not, Love Shack? Yeah, yeah, I love Shack. And Rome, Rome's good as well. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if I know how it goes. Um, and they did the Flintstone soundtrack off the film. <laughs> did they? Yeah, but but anyway, they came out of the same. I think they came out of the same town as REM. Mm. And obviously, they're, I think REM's first record was like 1980, maybe, or, or 1981, like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's all the, um, like, it's that early 80s pre out of time REM mm. stuff. It's the REM stuff I like. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like Radio Free Europe and Gardening mm. at Night and Begin the Begin, that sort of stuff. That's why that's the REM stuff I like. So, I wondered how similar to that would be. So, when it was yeah. like this weird surfy sound mm. and disco, but with that, it, it felt like a punk record still because yeah, it was like I nothing else. It was. I just felt it lacked something. I don't know what it was. I kind of thought, like, I don't know. I quite like like the surfy kind of guitar mm. part. I didn't mind that, and like I could see how the like the clean guitars are kind of almost a little bit like early punk sort of. You know where it's like well we don't we can't store guitars, so we'll just sort of play them a bit harder sort of thing. 
but it just didn't it just didn't float my boat no and i know that's really boring to say on on, on no, a podcast, no well that's the right? whole point here that's why i wanted um, to talk to you you look like i've pissed in your chips a little <laughs> no, bit so no, sorry no, about no, that no, 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 no you're right You've been telling me that, much like with uh, Kanye West last summer, I had a come to Jesus mm. moment. Yeah. You've been having your own little moment with a specific artist. I have, yeah. A certain, um, certain young lady. Yeah, and I say this with, I'll tell you what, you're not the first person to hear my confessions. You've, you've, you've teased it on, on the socials, but I really fucking like Taylor Swift. I think she's fucking brilliant and I don't care who knows it. Like, I am all in. I haven't, like, we've had a couple of messages about this and I'm perhaps not quite as far down the rabbit hole as you were with um, Kanye sort of six months ago. But, like, I just think she's absolutely amazing. It comes from this 10-minute version of um, All Too Well, off her, I think it's off her Red album. So she just, she's currently re-releasing all her work because of a contractual dispute with her old label. So I don't really know the full detail. I think the gist of it was that she didn't own the distribution or something to her old records. So her first 10 albums. It's, it's about mechanical rights or something, isn't it? Right. I, I'm not sure. Because there's, there's three different, there's the writer's, Right, isn't there? Yeah. The foremost, and then the mechanical ones, which I've, I think it's called mechanical ones. They're right. owned by the record label. Right. The gist of what I, how I understood it was basically, she said, "I want my, I want my shit back." Basically, and they said, and "Fuck they, off." Well, they said, "For every album that you want back, you have to give us another." That Ooh. was kind of how, like, I, yeah. I don't, like I said, I don't know the ins and outs of it. So basically, she, she said, "Well." keep them i'll just re-record everything and then people will listen to that and not the old versions of it because i'm taylor swift and i've got a really royal fan base and people will move with me didn't spotify change because she said fuck you spotify yeah i was because i keep i've told this story a couple of times i think on the pod about how they didn't want to pay her for free trial plays Mm. which i think is is right and basically she just had I did a little bit. I did do a little bit of research. So sort of around 2012, she basically said to Spotify, you don't pay people enough. You're not having my records, essentially. You know, she's one of the biggest artists hmm. in the world. Much like Pearl Jam did with Ticketmaster back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then no other artists backed them up. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I stumbled across this taylor's version of this all too well which is a current single off of red which is taylor's version of red and it's a really nice song this all too well apparently it's like jake gillenhall i don't know the ins and outs obviously and it's just this quite nice uh, to be honest song. i'd probably write a 10 minute song if jake gillenhall broke up with me well yeah yeah <laughs> um and it's this like it's on the surface it's quite a standard sort of ballady breakup song but really well written really mm. like good good vocal you know she's i think she's a good singer i think she's a brilliant songwriter and then anyway so i then stumbled across the across this autumn sad girl version it's called and then i read this whole thing about having taylor swift sad girl walks and stuff like that which i've indulged myself in <laughs> so basically where you're feeling a bit oh fucking hell it's a bit shit today in it put some taylor swift on you go for a little sad girl walk through the through the through the falling leaves. 
And then there's this 10 minute version of this song and I was just listening to it and I kept expecting it to end and it doesn't. And it comes in with another verse or with like, she brings the chorus back in and it's just, it's just an amazing piece of writing. Like, it goes a while before there's a chorus as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I've said it to you a couple of times, haven't I? And the other thing, yeah, the other thing I've, I, the other thing I noticed listening to it is it goes a while before there's a rhyme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for yeah. but basically, I, th- I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. I think it is. Could be wrong. I don't want to lie. Obviously, might be a Sheeran. Well, no, apparently not. Apparently, they were another an item. Oh right, okay. no. But basically, the relationship went south and she kind of just sort of went to the studio because they were recording and just sort of sat at the piano and just started playing it and she'd obviously written some of it down and some of it sort of come to her where she and just recorded this epic 10 minute song and it's just like it's just it's like she's already like one of the biggest artists in the world so just obviously you know she's obviously she's not underrated she's not I was going to say, oh, if someone else wrote that, they'd get loads of plaudits for it. But, like, she kind of is getting the plaudits for it. And I just think she deserves everything that she's got. And I bet she's really glad now you've got a 35-year-old white man from, you know, um, from rural Herefordshire has, has given her a stamp of approval. And I will go, go on some more about, about my, my thoughts and my, my feelings about Ms. Swift. I think she gets a bit pop princessy labelled and a little bit I think she is kind of fighting that at the moment and coming you know I don't know that she's an overly respected artist until recently she's so much this is ridiculous this is absolutely ridiculous what I'm saying here but like I think she deserves the respect as a songwriter that she perhaps doesn't get I think she gets a lot of respect and a lot of plaudits for her big poppy anthems which are brilliant songs in their own right but I think there's like, if you if you want to use the phrase, a serious artist there. And I will like, pass over to you while I go have a cold shower or something. <laughs> go and have a good hard think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you know how I say on this that you know I've never knowingly heard an Ed Sheeran song. Hmm. I could yeah, yeah, say yeah, the yeah. same about Taylor Swift until recently, right? Yeah. If I'm honest, though, I think I'd heard, is it Shake It Off? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was on this Red album, isn't it? Is it? No, it's on 1989, which I'm going to come on to, actually. I don't know any Taylor Swift songs, but that's not that record. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, when we were, I was up with you, you were recording your song. She, she got mentioned. Jason yeah. said that he'd been listening to Folklore and that it was very good and I should yeah. give, it, give it a spin. yeah. And I said, well, oh, yeah, all right, Jace. And then <laughs> a few weeks later, I, I did put it on, and I thought it was really good. Mm. But I had no idea of how that relates to her other stuff. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but the idea I had in my head was that, and again, this is not from any research or any knowledge mm. at all. This is just like what I probably picked up across the ether, if you like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So as I understood it, she started off as proper mainstream nashville country yeah then they turned a pop princess mm. or pop yeah 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 yeah. and maybe we use the phrase manufactured but yeah. you know what i mean 
mm-hmm. heavily managed. The these the songs that you're be, uh, being write written. These yeah, are the yeah, songs yeah. that've been writeded for you. Right, yeah, yeah, good one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, singing, you know, she was mm-hmm. a, a singer and a performer, and yeah. now becoming a songwriter. Yeah, and I don't know how far off the mark that is, and it sounds really offensive. But I went, I didn't go all the way back. I listened to 1989, mm-hmm. and there's some really, really good pop songs on it. <laughs> there is, isn't so, like I said, I've heard "Shake It Off" before. There's one. Yeah. Is it called "Blank Space"? Blank space, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah. really, really good song. Mm-hmm. But if I heard any of them on the radio, I'd be like, is that Taylor Swift or is that Katy Perry or is it Pink? Yeah. Or yeah, is yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, insert whoever the current mm-hmm. pop star is. But folklore, I didn't listen to anything in between. I tried to listen to Red, but there were so many different versions. Red's the one that she just re released. Yeah. So there's, there's Taylor's version, but it's got like 60 songs on the album. Yeah. I just, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Fuck. I ain't got that long and they're all different and i listened to folklore and i yeah. thought folklore is a really really good record mm. and then i listened to evermore yeah which is one that came after and i thought that was really good as well and then yesterday i found out there's a documentary on disney plus yes and yeah, i yeah, started yeah. watching it and it turns out so basically she recorded the album in lockdown and then they all got together at this long pond studio yes. to yeah, perform yeah, yeah. it and film uh, right, yes. and yeah, then yeah, yeah. while they were rehearsing and stuff for this documentary that mm. was filmed that's where like evermore came out of that right okay so folk folklore was recorded they went to the studio to record the documentary if you like yeah and and while they were there she wrote nine more songs and right, that's probably where she did this 10 minute version yes yeah so what what do you think? What 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 are your thoughts? Are, are you do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. Like and and I was talking again, friend of the show, Jace Fletcher. We were talking, we've been chatting about it, and he said like, like you said, you know, he mentioned it to you, and it seems as if that she might not write everything, but she writes the vast majority, and there's only really one co-write, and I think that's her partner, right. So who writes with her, which, uh, you know, I don't want to get into that discussion, but like just some of the songs that like that she's written, like off of folklore, that song with Bon Iver style is like mind-blowingly good, yeah. like mind-blowingly good. And like, but then even on stuff like that, like the one, the opening track, it's really good, but it's, yeah. it's like, it's a proper pop song. And the That's other Great American that Gra- Dynasty I liked. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And Ricochet's really good. Cardigan, is Cardigan on that? Is that on Cardigan's one? on, that's on yeah. that one. And then I found out, and I didn't, I, I hadn't listened to Evermore much. I heard a couple of bits off it. Evermore is recorded with the guy from The National. Yes, so is Folklore. Oh, is it? Oh, right, that, that, would, that would track, yeah. So basically, um, she had said that, oh, if we ever get the chance to work together, or like, because... His back, the, the national will live in different places. So she was mm. at, asking them. She was. Back, it says this is in the documentary. Right. So right. she's like, I was with you at a show, and I was asking you how you write, and you were saying, "No, we just record bits and send them off to each mm. other." And that. And she's like, "Oh, I've never done anything like that." And then in lockdown, she basically phoned him up and said, "So, I think I've got some songs. Can I send uh, you okay. some stuff?" And mm. then 
and then there's another musician as well but like before they go into the first song they're like well this is the first time we've actually performed uh, yeah yeah so yeah, i'm yeah. guessing they've rehearsed and everything but yeah, yeah, you, yeah you know but for, for the sake of the the camera it's like this is gonna mm. be the first time we've actually performed the album yeah yeah so i think he was involved from the start on that and then right while they were in the studio for the documentary that's what that's where evermore came from yeah so i think what i think what i feel like is she's probably put everything into folklore while you know during hmm. quarantine or whatever and got everything out of her system well not everything out of her system but actually had the opportunity to because no one's expecting anything off of her no one's yeah. expecting they're probably all thinking the next one's going to be another poppy record or she's busy yeah. re-recording the old ones or whatever so and, and it's almost like she snuck it out well they were two albums within a year weren't they but it's yeah, like she's had that degree of is anon is anonymity the right word where she's oh, yeah, been yeah, able yeah. to just write songs rather than try and write Taylor Swift songs? You know how we say like um, again with Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam get together every few few years and they write Pearl Jam songs. Yeah, yeah. Dave Grohl knows how to write Foo Fighters songs. Foo Fighters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I wonder if she's actually just rather than trying to write taylor swift songs she's actually written songs that she mm. wants to write or you know had, had yeah. the, you know with, with less fingers in the pipe no that's a horrible analogy with, with less interference with less interference yeah. from record companies and managers and all of that yeah. and she's just gone do you know what fuck it this is what i want to put out now i'll do what, yeah it almost perhaps i don't again i don't know i'm speculating what this but maybe it's almost you've got, got to a point where it's like i don't really care if people buy it do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't really care if it's a hit. I'm just going to write. I just want to say to the, the two songs that, well, the three songs, All Too Well, uh, has, like, just absolutely taken over my life a little bit. I think it's an absolutely amazing song. And apparently it's the longest song ever to be number one in America. All right. Yeah, because it's over 10 minutes. So, yeah. But there's a song on Evermore with, with the guy from The National singing on it um Comey Island mm-hmm. and it's like again it's just it just blows blows me away it's just like listening to it and like the songwriting in it and like the quality of her vocal he I think he's got a really good voice he's got a real like quite monotone but he's quite like quite low and he's quite like one paced very good singer though um and she sort of works around that with some harmonies and melodies and stuff. And, but it's just like some of the songwriting in it, it's just that you listen to it, you're like, my God, where, where's that come from? And mm-hmm. it's like, um, there's a line in it, something about, um, do you know where you're, um, how did you let your baby go? The lights, the sounds, sitting on the merry-go or something like that. I mind bastardising it a bit there, but like, it's really, really good. And like, there's a bit, I think, I think the gist of the song is that like the relationship, should, you know, I don't know if it's a fictional one or what, kind of breaks down and then I think someone might die. Because there's a bit where she's like, I stood at the podium and I don't know if I even said your name. And it's mm. just like, wow, it's like really kind of like subtle songwriting. But it's just like, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And there's like, one, there's a couple of lines that in that, um, sad girl mix or whatever the 10 minute long one yeah yeah yeah. i yeah. don't know how different 
like I know that I don't know whether she's moved stuff around so versus in the original come later on or whether it's just an extension. Yeah, the, the the single version is pretty much like it's quite burst court. It's, it's still a very good song, but yeah, it's not. It doesn't sprawl like the. Uh, such a long song you can't uh, yeah, wonder, yeah, yeah, you kept yeah, me yeah. like a secret but i kept you like an oath sacred That's prayer it. we'd swear to remember it all too well but again like yeah. i said earlier there's not a lot of rhyming couplets in it which no. is when you do you know not when you're an immature songwriter but when you're a beginner songwriter that's kind of what and this come from the guy who's written one song like you feel yeah. that you, that, you know, <laughs> rhyming is part of it but you know some of the best songs don't like mm. there's yeah. not a, there's not a single rhyme in jeremy no, no. Yeah, There's not a single is. chorus in Up the Junction. <laughs> that's one of the great songs, though, isn't it? That um, is a great song. Um, yeah, there's there's loads in this track. Then he watched me from the front door all night when he to come and he said, oh, it's supposed to be fun turning 21. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bit where... That's definitely just... about an older a relationship with an older bloke, isn't it? Well, yeah, because there's a bit at the start. Well, uh, mm. I think this is, this is quite... Well, I think it's quite clever anyway, like... There's a bit. So if you were, if you were closer in age, then maybe it would have been fine. Again, hitting at the older older male, and then later on in the song, she brings that back in where she's yeah, like, she says the funny punchline goes, oh. "I'll get older, but you'll never stay my age." Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's really, and I just I just think I think that song is an absolute masterpiece, and it's it's just rammed with it. It's just like. It almost, I know it's it's not, and it feels like there's a lot of work gone into it, but it, you know how we were saying about, like, Seaford Mods, it feels very stream of consciousness. Mm. It feels like that, but just with a bit more polish, maybe? Yeah, I, I bet that, if that song's 10 minutes long, I bet it was written in half an hour. You know, do you know what I mean? I bet, I bet it's, here's the song, here's, here's my harmony parts, here, you know, and then it's done, and there it is, you know. And I forget about you long enough to forget why I needed to, because there we are again in the middle of the night. We're dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator mm. light, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. It's it's that that line is never going to dance again. Guilty feet ain't got no rhythm. Yeah, it's as, yeah, it's yeah, as yeah. good as that line, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not a George Michael's fan, but that's an amazing line. Yeah, like. Yeah. And that, it, that's it, up there, dancing around the kitchen in the refrigerator, like because you can see yourself doing it. Yeah, it, it's yeah. just yeah. And it, it it brings me back to something that I probably never would have had the confidence or to to to, to admit twenty years well, like, what twenty years ago, but like fifteen years ago, that like I just I, I just fucking love it, man. And like it's such a I think I don't know if it's freedom of getting older. I don't know, but it's like I can give two shits, you know, like. If I'm going somewhere and someone gives me someone no one's even give me an aux lead anymore, are they? Someone says, chuck something on the Bluetooth, pretty good chance I'm gonna put a Taylor Swift song. I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> and I'm just gonna sit there and be like, I, I can, can give a fuck what you think, mate. You know, I, I don't I, care I, if I, killed the mood. I'm having I, a wonderful time. So what, what what I will quickly say about Taylor Swift is that I probably won't go backwards anymore. No. No, I probably no. take like I'd, I'd probably take folklore as the starting point for me and check in from there. I'm not, I've, there's some great songs on 1989, but I'm not going to listen to it regularly. But I will listen to her next record. Yes, yeah. Um, there's on the album. Well, to set the title track, "Lover" is a brilliant, brilliant song. That's a 2019 record. Really good, really good song. It's just like. 
I just think she she is as good. I think she's as good as anyone doing it right now, and I think she's probably as good as anyone who's ever done it. I, I just I I don't really have much else to add to it. I want to go and listen to Taylor Swift and feel my feelings. <laughs> <laughs>